0: You're listening to Discography Discussion, episode 272, Papa Roach. Hosted by Dan Terry. Isn't that weird? Super weird, right? And Joseph Wren. Did you just call Papa Roach a hair metal band? No, I didn't. I said 80s rock. (laughs) Okay, I literally would have just said hair metal band. Presented by DiscussMetal.com. And if you're still swinging between angels and insects then you are ready for this episode of discography discussion i am joe that is dan new metal may 2022 continues the head charge is over now we're talking about an infestation yeah you
1: know american head charge was really really cool and it was a band that i underestimated and they were actually better than I had anticipated that they were going to be. Kind of a surprise for me. This episode's not going to be like that. Just, just fair warning. If you are a hardcore Papa Roach fan, you might want to you you might want to take what we say with a massive salt lick of salt. Because that's how Jacoby would would describe it as a massive salt lick of salt.
0: Dave Buckner's the man.
1: I don't know what you're talking about drums aside I don't have a lot of complaints about the music I mostly I don't even have complaints about the vocals to be honest it's just the content of the vocals that that, that kind of disturbed me a little bit and uh, not not like in a good way not like in a gore grind uh, carcass cannibal corpse kind of way uh this is uh this is just kind of like you ever listen to an album and you feel like
0: you're being talked down to that's kind of how I feel listening to Papa Roach If Jeff was here, he would say, you need to enjoy the music more and not pay attention to the vocals. Here's the thing. Dan is a vocal guy. Dan is a lyric guy. His definition of a good listening experience involves opening the vinyl or opening the linear notes and actually reading the lyrics out of the record because that's where they should be. If Dan says there's something wrong with it, I'm inclined to believe him.
1: My opinion on lyrics and music everybody says i don't listen to the lyrics okay great Do you go to the movies and you know put earplugs in and don't listen to the soundtrack of the movie
0: no dude i watch the movie and when optimus prime takes a missile to the chest i watch the explosion feel the boom and everything is good i mean that's cool i guess if that's how you want to live your life (laughs) but uh yeah you
1: know speaking of living your life I, i don't want to dedicate too much more of mine to papa roach so uh you know let's just do all the things that we do at the top of this episode and get into it
0: Well, before Dan steps on the gas and mows down the enemy, I'm going to take this time to say thank you to everyone for listening to the podcast. Thank you for listening and for subscribing. If you are not a subscriber, then you can find everything discography discussion at DiscussMetal.com. We're on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. So if you have an Amazon Echo or a Google Home, you have no excuse ask it to play the latest episode of the discography discussion podcast and it will we're also on facebook and on twitter at discuss metal be sure to like favorite and subscribe it really helps us out it lets us know you're listening and now dan is going to tell us all about five star reviews we do enjoy getting
1: reviewed on this podcast every time you leave us a written review we read it on the show so uh definitely make sure to be tapping that if you want to hear you know us uh, us read what you said i mean that's one of the best ways to do it one of the other best ways to get us to read what you said if you would like to sponsor an episode of the podcast hit us up at dan and joe show at gmail.com and uh, we will talk about what needs to happen for us to read what you have said speaking of what you have said you can also join our discord server because uh, we'll read what you said on there too or you know if you comment on an episode on social media and when we see it so you know make sure to tag us and stuff like that uh, or, you know, just comment under uh, an announcement of a new episode. But uh, over on Discord, uh, Tantalized fungians had to say... Best name ever. Listen to the Symphony X episode. Gotta say, absolutely agree with the complaints on the synths. At least as far as pre-Odyssey is concerned. So much that... I've only listened to five out of, or five out of those albums. It's five, one of the albums I wasn't on that episode. (laughs) I was on on vacation Uh, because I just can't stand the way they sound. Starting from Odyssey, though, I don't quite mind them as much. I'd go as far as to call them charming in that particular record. And if you want what's, in my opinion, their best piano work, Awakening, off off of the Odyssey, has some downright gorgeous piano. That song is up there for my favorite SX track. Symphony X. See? I, I know the slang.
0: You're learning your abbreviations today, Dan. I'm learning I'm
1: learning all about Symphony X. Actually, I knew nothing about that band. I would not have picked them to talk about. It was a good time for Joe to sweep in uh with our with our good boys Brian and John Drake, both from Talking Into Infinity. They did an awesome job. I appreciate that you did have to, you know, pull two guys in to replace me. I mean, I get it totally understandable it was an aesthetic choice (laughs) Oh, oh that hurts my feelings anyway um yeah so keep commenting keep subscribing keep sending us emails we love to hear from you guys let us know if you think we're awesome let us know if you think we suck if you think we suck be intelligent about it please don't be like jacoby shaddix and be unintelligent about
0: it wow dude you're starting off early I don't know if I want to get into this now or if I just want to pull the trigger and see where we end up in the next 45 minutes. Look, I I don't think that Jacoby's a bad guy. I'm sure he's very nice to talk
1: to. I'm sure he's never going to want to talk to me after this episode, but, you know, it is what it is, man. I'm I'm just going by the lyrics. And also keep in mind, let's just balance this out right now. I have sold in my lifetime a combined total of 236 records not 236,000, just 236. So uh Jacoby sold more than that, so keep that in mind during the following criticism. It does bring new life to those who
0: cannot do criticize on the internet. So Dan, tell me and the listeners all about Papa Roach.
1: Papa Roach is an American rock band. Yeah, you'll notice I didn't say new metal band because they were only new metal for about 4 minutes. Actually, most of their early career, before you'd ever heard of the band, they were they were straight up new metal, like, like for sure. Uh, they are from Vacaville, California. Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Uh, formed in 1993, the original lineup consisted of lead vocalist Jacoby Shaddix, guitarist Jerry Horton, drummer Dave Buckner, the man, <laughs> bassist Will James, and trombonist Ben Luther. Now, I don't remember hearing much trombone. In the band, but uh, hats off to you, Ben. You were the trombonist in in uh, in Papa Roach. So unless somebody
0: the- can tell me otherwise, that must have been the guy who has to go get beer, and they just gave him a title so he could get into the venue as part of the band.
1: Well, it's weird because like I'm looking at a picture of the band on stage. I do not see a trombonist on stage, so he must be out getting beer. Uh, it is what it is. You know, here's the thing. Uh, Papa Roach put out an independent record back in good old, what was it? 1997. I'm going to go with 1997.
0: That's what Uh, my number
1: says. The record is called old friends from young years. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this album because it sucks. Uh, It was the independent release by the band. It is a combination of rap metal, a little bit of funk, uh, if there's a trombone on it, I don't hear it. I wasn't paying that much attention to it. Uh, this is the this is actually the album that the band sort of shopped around the labels, uh, trying to get you know um, trying to get some notoriety during that time. Uh, they even um, they they toured with bands like Incubus, Powerman 5000, Head e., Snot, uh, and Static X. So um, more on Static X in the next episode but uh you know i do think that this was them really giving it a go man this was them trying really hard um it's it is admirable that they self produced a record you know that's uh kind of unheard of at that time um i just don't think that the songs on it are strong at all there is absolutely nothing in this that that screams anything other than a semi professional demo and uh, i even think in this particular case the band would agree um It just doesn't hit that hard. Sorry if it's a favorite of yours, but uh, I think most people are going to be familiar with the band's major label debut, which was called Infest.
0: I am not going to pretend for one second that I knew Papa Roach before 2000's Infest. I heard the singles, and they were really fucking cool. You hear Broken Home. You hear Between Angels and Insects you hear last resort. You try to figure out as a guitarist what combination of effects you have to mix together to play the intro of Broken Home correctly. Because yes, people on the internet at the time and your friends in class, they all thought there was the right way to do it. And it was that simple. It was a fun listen. I remember I loved the riffs, the vocals, made sense because the band was presented a certain way. We're going to talk about that in a second. But 1997's Old Friends from Young Years, this is a band who got together, played songs, and recorded them one day. Congratulations. That's what every band should have the ability to do. So, props to them for doing it in 97. I hear the skeleton of the Papa Roach we would receive in a few years. More from the The, instruments... The the
1: exoskeleton?
0: (laughs) More from the music and less from the vocals, because it's 97. Everybody sang the best they could without any real training at the time, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's pretty accurate. I mean, it's not like John Davis was some sort of classically,
0: classically trained vocalist. He made the fun sound with his mouth. I could see the band behind this fitting in with those late 90s bands you mentioned, but... That's not where the money is, guys. Your independent release from 97 is only going to get you through the door. It's going to get you on stage. You're going to be performing in front of however many people have bought tickets to that show. We're here to talk about Papa Roach because 2000, they put out a record called Infest. A record that starts with your stereotypical quiet followed by Get Loud and just punk rock over the top of everyone. But this isn't punk rock. This is hard rock with a little bit of hip-hop influence, so it fit right in with your new metal classics at that time. It
1: definitely fit in. I would argue even that the, even on this record, they were not really new metal. There were new metal elements to certain songs. And honestly, if I had been as familiar with the Pop Roach discography as I am today, whenever we put <laughs> this band on the schedule, I would not have. Uh, we probably still would have talked about him, but we probably wouldn't have talked about him specifically in May. You know, I, I try to try to keep that that month as as pure new metal as possible. But you know, honestly, Joe, I know you like Infest, but I'm just gonna get it over with, man. I don't. I don't understand why everybody loves this record so much and it's not me being gatekeepy i listened to this one probably more times because like i kind of knew i didn't like the other ones you know what i mean like after listening to them for a couple times and i'd finish listening to infest and i'd be all like why did i like that like this is supposed to be the classic arc of a band where their first two records are the absolute best and then they slowly got terrible over time and then they either made a comeback or they didn't, right? That's like every episode of discography discussion, you know, in a nutshell, but with Infest, even right off the bat, I was already kind of put in a sour mood. Um, Number one, by just how paper mache heavy the record is. What I mean is this is not your like seven string guitar down tuned, you know, new metal that I, I was kind of expecting or, or remembering. And, you know, They start off with Infest, right? Like, they start off with the title track. Oh, and get used to that whole, like, oh, it's going to start quiet, but it's totally going to get loud thing because it happens on, like, almost every record.
0: It's a Papa staple.
1: Even into the 2020s. Um, But, you know, whenever dude jumps up and starts saying stuff... So he he tricks me out a little bit because he starts off saying, my name's Kobe Dick, Mr. Dick, if you're nasty, rock a mic with a voice that's raspy, he and listened I, to a
0: Janet Jackson song once then.
1: Yeah, and I'm and I'm poetic in my operations. My God given talent is to rock all the nation. So when I get some when I hear something like that, I'm like, okay. So this guy is eccentric. You know, he's uh he's kind of funny, you know, interesting making that Janet Jackson reference, you know. But uh this is gonna be wild. This this ride that we're about to go on is gonna be wild. Uh, but then, you know, I get further into the song and the guy's just very like, I don't know, like loading it with suicide reference, but references, but in a way that somebody that actually was going to commit suicide would not like, would not be, you know, would not, would not, if you're thinking about killing yourself, you know, infest is the theory of my manifesto. Push your wig back with my lyrical pistol blow. Now Papa roaches on your mental. Okay. So they're blowing our minds. right? But he's using all, you know, banging like your headpiece, cock back. You know, uh, I, I don't know, man. It just, I know he's not talking about suicide yet. He w- he will get into it. There is definitely a song dedicated just to that topic, which I'll get into in a second. But uh, it's the chorus of Infest that really, really irritates me. Uh, we're going to Infest. We're getting in your head. What's wrong with the world today? The government, the media, or your family? I, I, I've wafted... <laughs> You know, these lyrics into my, into my brain several times over in the past week. And it just comes like on one side, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of problems with the world today. It doesn't matter what it is. There are problems, but it also reeks heavily of like a board of directors wrote these lyrics. Like we need to, okay. We need to reach as much of a demographic as humanly possible. Meaning that like. We're going to make sure that if you have a problem with the world that if it's the government we'll we, we'll be have a problem with the government if it's if it's the media we also have a problem with the media. if it's your family we also have a problem with your family. It's very try-hard, uh, and it, it bugs me It's their first album and yes pun definitely intended it absolutely bugs me and I, I just I, I don't know whenever whenever we move right into probably the band's biggest song probably the only reason really anybody even clicked on this episode with last resort coming in cut my life into pieces you guys all know the song um but it's like this is my last resort suffocation no breathing yeah like like okay jacoby we know what we know what suffocation means we we don't think you're talking about the band we we know that it's because this is your this is your last resort um, you're losing your sight. You're losing your mind. I can't figure out whether or not you're planning on slitting your wrists or or uh, suffocating yourself.
0: You know, no breathing. Give him a I, break, I dude. You know personally that redundancy is the foundation of a good heavy song.
1: I don't know I, that. Whatever. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> redundancy. Redundancy. Fine. But like, my problem with Papa Roach, and this is gonna be a this is gonna be a recurring thing the guy never talks about anything specific. It is always, it is always a general overview of topics. (laughs) And I have to give him a little bit of credit in the sense that I don't know very many other bands that do that. The only one that I can think of is like stained, but like a lot of his stuff was like very obviously deeply personal. Uh, I mean, but once stained hit it big, it's like to my mother, to my father, it's your son or it's your daughter, right? Like, uh, but like even in that song it didn't seem quite as obvious uh, obvious pandering to as many people as possible. Um, I don't know it, it just it just as somebody that there's somebody that has struggled with suicidal thoughts before, it just didn't feel real. It didn't feel legitimate. I've listened to a lot of songs about suicide and I can tell like who's doing it for the shock value of talking about suicide and who's actually like coming from a real place and um you know and i can be totally off base with this you know jacoby could be like oh yeah man this was definitely like about something really serious but like i guess my criticism is just that like be be more specific give us those details and 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 really really go in and own it but instead you've taken a a deeply personal song and you've it's become basically your band's anthem, the thing that your band is known for. And I'm already kind of like already getting irritated about it this early in the discography because it's not going to get better. Do you think
0: he is being sincere and he's choosing to write the lyrics this way because it opens the idea up to people that aren't thinking about it and still reminds people that are thinking about it that they're not alone now it's the Papa Roach community and everybody's in on the feeling or is it just I need to write a rock song I need to be heavy this is my idea since I don't really know what this topic is about I'm going to use the words that I do know and in the end you've written a general song a general summary and you haven't really been specific enough for people that have those thoughts and opinions and feelings to take you serious because he's the lead vocalist his job is to be the positive influence at the front of the stage that takes your attention and makes sure that the audience is having a good time right I mean I guess I I don't know like I kind of come from an
1: uh, from a place where like I never felt as a singer that I needed to like be positive just for the sake of everyone having a good time granted I've sold 236 records and uh, you know obviously Papa Roach has sold quite a few more than that uh, and continues to sell quite a few more than that um, I, it's just and, and I don't necessarily think this is a problem with Papa Roach but it, like it was the kind of the first time that I was aware in new metal that like it was the first time that like I got this feeling in my head that like okay this is specifically trying to appeal to me and my friends in our age group. I didn't necessarily feel that way about Korn. I didn't feel, I certainly didn't feel that way about Sepultura or Soulfly. And I didn't feel that way about Power Man. I'm not sure what they had going on. And and I didn't feel that way about Static X. I didn't feel that way about Slipknot, although Slipknot comes a little close in a few places uh, for sure. (laughs) Um, But I mean, even then, I don't know. Because I'm sure people are going to be like, there's lots of bands that you listen to. What about the fact that you like Christian rock? And isn't that specifically tailored to appeal to a certain de- demographic of
0: people. I see yes, what you're is. saying. You're talking about new release Tuesday when you could buy all of the carbon copy new metal bands CDs for seven dollars a piece at a specific retailer that was close to us geographically, and then you get the fake whispered vocals. Not gonna name yeah. names. Because
1: yeah, I this mean there's the whole that.
0: celebration of New Metal is in honor of the Roach Coach and they spoke very highly of that band. My point being, this is when it stops feeling like we're a heavy band with actual emotions that we want to be heavy about and be punk rock and be intense and have some groove. This is when you hear the corporation step in and say, we can make money on this we just have to find the right kind of guys that play the right kind of music that look a certain way that we can dress up and they look new metal and stand in front of everybody. And now everyone's excited because Papa Roach is here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like in the first record, it was new, the, the, the independent record, it was new metal because they wanted to, this record doesn't necessarily feel. And as we're going to find out, this is not really what Papa Roach sounds like. We're not going to get the real Papa Roach until the next album, you know, and, and, and that is that that's one of my biggest gripes with this record. I do think that the songs, if you you know, since we're technically here to talk about music, um, I think that the songs flow really, really well. But they're also very like e- even musically, they seem very tailored to a very specific sound because I, I largely feel the same way that I feel about this about Linkin Park. Except for, I mean, at this point, there's there's no reason to sit there and try to have an argument as to whether Chester meant it or not. Um, obviously, he meant something, you know. <laughs> like, uh, there, there was it's like they did a better job, sort of, of of catering with Lincoln Park, and I almost feel like with Papa Roach, it was sort of the first shot at that, the first attempt at that, uh, sort of sort of audience catering, and. I think largely as a press, as, as the demographic at the time that was catered to, I remember really liking between angels and insects. Uh, and that one was not even like necessarily target, like it was targeted at me. I mean, like it worked, you know, I was like, yeah, man, I don't, I don't care about money. I don't care about possessions. I don't need that. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> these guys get it. But then in the context of the rest of the record, it's like, oh. Oh, it's almost like it's almost like they took a poll of things that are irritating teenagers today, and they wrote a whole album of that.
0: Uh, pretty smart, actually. Papa Roach is new metal esque on this album. They're not the same kind of heavy as Corn, Limp Bizkit, Deftones, but they're interesting and entertaining, and they have an energy, especially for aspiring musicians. And I think what makes this band work the most in the beginning is the guitars, is the bass, is the drums. I said it earlier, Dave Buckner, he is the man. There are aspects of the upcoming albums, no matter how much you might like or dislike them, that don't feel producer, time-aligned crazy. If you tried to time-align Chad Kent tomorrow, I'm calling bullshit. That doesn't work. Dave Buckner, he has a feel and a groove that I really do think pull this band forward and give some legitimacy to what otherwise is a heavily produced product. There is an aspect of this record that no matter how sincere it is, a producer touched it in 2000 and said, this is how we're going to make more money. This is how we're going to sell all the albums and how you guys are going to be successful for the next 20 plus years. Then love hate tragedy comes out (laughs) dan do you remember when papa roach had one record and it was really good it was called infest and we all listened to it and we liked it and then love hate tragedy was coming out and we were excited i mean no uh to some of those statements i don't remember like
1: loving infest i give. i know what you're trying to say here but Uh, I just I'm being I'm being a little hard to get along with tonight. When you Uh, put
0: out an album that has an A side that cannot fail musically, Love Hate Tragedy has expectations. You know what I expect Love Hate Tragedy to do? Have the dissonant feeling riffs that Infest does, because don't get me wrong, that album is not dissonant. It's a rock record. All that stuff Dan said about the last record and being upset with the vocals... Wasn't upset with the vocals. I was upset with the lyrics. All those things that Dan said about the last album and being upset with the lyrics, I officially agree when we get to She Loves Me Not. And I agreed (laughs) back in 2002, if you remember. We're listening to this album. It starts off feeling way more positive. Way more 2002 way less 2,000. That's fine. I'm not going to pick on the album for being positive because, yes, positivity is okay sometimes. When you start the song off by rhyming eyes with eyes four times, take another shot at those lyrics, dude, because you're not even rhyming. You're repeating yourself. And it's not ironic sounding. It's not clever. It actually sounds like they put a microphone in his hand like Bob Rock did to James Hetfield in that movie once And said, just make it up, dude Let's just do something Just go, we'll create something new Um, um When I see her eyes Look into my eyes Then I realize, okay, that's clever Well, I close my eyes Dude, stop saying eyes And yes, <laughs> it upset me that much Because if you listen to Infest It's clever sometimes It's clever more than it's not clever And we're on album number two in my eyes See what I did there? Well, <laughs> we can we can pull the
1: veil off now because love, hate, tragedy is what Papa Roach actually sounds like, right? Like in Fest, you know, I was complaining the entire time that it didn't quite feel sincere. It didn't feel kind of look quite like what these guys wanted to do, you know? Uh, I guess the only way to really know that is if I was in Papa Roach, which I was not. Um, I think that love, hate, tragedy is a more sincere record than infest but like it's like four percent more sincere uh like it, they're still doing sort of the same things they were doing before this is also the first example I see really of uh Jacoby's lyrics being very very fixated on the idea of positive negative you know love hate tragedy you know like he's he's always like let's go polar opposite what is the opposite of the word that I just said okay and yeah, obviously, um, you know, She Loves Me Not is is definitely one of the, literally one of the dumbest songs I've ever heard in my life. Uh, life I, is a bullet even, jams, dude. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, it's fine. Uh, she Loves Me Not is just really bad, but um, some of the other ones are okay. Uh, the song Love Hate Tragedy is all right. Uh, I can kind of get more down on the idea of this band being all about the the catchy, melodic chorus. You know, um, I do think that "Love, Hate, Tragedy" does ape uh, "Creep" by Radiohead just a little bit uh, in places. Like they, they Papa Roach it up. It's not a direct ripoff, but I, I get a little bit of a vibe of "Creep" from Radiohead on that one. But anyway, um, yeah. So this is this is Papa Roach as the rock band. Uh, Papa Roach, uh, definitely more minimal, minimal with the with the screams and the the quote unquote heavy riffs. And all of that, like it's all sort of it's the perfect follow up to infest because it's not different enough to drive fans away. But it's a subtle change and it's musically a bit more complex, a little bit more thought out. And so I don't listen to this. I don't get angry, you know, the whole time I'm listening to it. Um, Part of that is because if you pay too much attention to the lyrics, you're going to get irritated and um i'm just not really you know i'm I'm trying to be positive i really am but like these are basically just relationship songs like just just rock band hard rock relationship songs and it's fine because people relate to relationship songs and that's not something that's going to go away. I don't know if everything that dude writes about is a, is a specific relationship. He does have a problem with being specific. That's Puddle of Mud, dude. Okay, well,
0: <laughs> it's also...
1: Okay, but it's also Papa wrote You know, it, it's it's either all about one specific relationship or this guy dates around a lot and it doesn't ever seem to end well. As a matter of fact, it seems like It seems like every single time he gets in a relationship, she's the problem and not him.
0: Isn't that weird? Super weird, right? I talked about Dave Buckner and his very solid outstanding drumming on the last album. I didn't mention Jerry, and I didn't mention Tobin. It's a rock guitar tone, but the way that dude plays, he puts notes together that sound like the year 2000, the year 2002 to me. And I love it because it is that time in heavy music where everyone that didn't do the nu metal thing was trying to figure out how to add those dissonant tones and expand those power chords in a way. But you didn't know exactly how to make that work. So when I'm listening to these songs, I'm hearing guys that, played those notes differently for the first time and it sounded cool and it worked and it's the Papa Roach sound to me when you have Dave, Jerry and Tobin together that's the reason I listened to this band in the year 2002 it's for those three musicians I'm not a big fan of Jacoby's style and he has a style starting on the last album generally it's melodic, hip hop melodic, hip hop You can move those aspects into different positions in the song. You can have an entire song that's melodic and have no hip-hop. You can have a song that's primarily hip-hop, but he sticks to that pretty singularly. It's not a Fred Durst thing. It very much sounds like a producer wrote it down on paper, and it's a formula that somebody figured out, and it works for them, and it's not going away at all. Nope, it's going to be that way. Little,
1: There's a little bit of screams thrown in there. Every now and again, he still gets angry and, thin, you know, screams it out, which the meathead in me appreciates to, to a certain degree. I don't really have much of a problem with this record. I mean, it's, it's not my favorite. Obviously, if you listen to this podcast, you know it's not really my style, but um, it, it is their style, and it is the truer sense of their style out of what we've heard so far. But, I mean, at this point, these guys have become one of the biggest bands in the world to the point where I believe that they could probably murder someone and get away with it. 2004,
0: getting away with murder. Oh, boy. The singles brought the angry fan, former fan at the time, me, back to the band. I bought the album. It's okay. It is 100% the radio rock third mainstream release by Papa Roach. I'm not going to write home about it. I'm not going to tell you it's the definitive Papa Roach but those three guys I keep talking about they have some killer grooves on this one and the title track Getting Away With Murder stands out for me as one of the definitive Papa Roach songs. I think for most people the A side of Infest is Papa Roach I think getting away with murder definitively breaks that argument.
1: I think this is more Papa Roach than Infest. Uh, like I said, love, hate tragedy is kind of the first preview of what is to come getting away with murder is them sort of just continuing on in that fashion, but they are mixing a little bit more of the heavy sort of the heavy rock of Infest kind of back into this a little bit more. Um, Maybe it was. Maybe it was to bring fans back in, right? Because um, I feel like the A side of this record definitely, like, or at least the first four songs or so, right before Getting Away With Murder. I think they that sounds just like more love-hate tragedy to me. Um, but Getting Away With Murder sounds much different than the rest of the record. It's kind of the the definition of like, oh, I bought the record based on this song and then none of the other songs on the record really sound like this.
0: Uh, Don't you hate
1: this, popular music tropes from the
0: early 2000s, Dan? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> uh,
1: especially especially in this case. Because uh, I actually really like the song Getting Away With Murder. It's one that probably probably one of the catchiest, uh, Papa Roach songs. I mean, I've, I've ever heard. And, um, I mean, that chorus is undeniably catchy and sticks with you. I, I don't think that the lyrics are stupid here. Um, I actually really, really, really love it in a, in a, you know, it's weird too. Cause I love it in a nineties sort of way, <laughs> you know, I mean, granted, like I definitely feel. Like, there's still a lot of tropes here, you know. Um, be free ending was sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's just, I mean, even that year, like, come on, man. Like, that's just when I took writing classes, I, I sort of just like I was told to avoid cliche at all costs. And so it bugs me when it's this obvious. But again, this I is radio write the rock, lyrics. dude. Clichés are all the rage. I know. I just think, I think that's the biggest thing with Papa Roach is I think musically they've kind of got it figured out. Uh, As far as obviously these guys can write a hit single, which is something that most people cannot do. Like you add up all, there's the, there's the, there's the rock bands that you've heard about. And then there's all of the other ones that are trying to be the rock band that you've heard about, you know? Uh, And these guys do it effortlessly, Uh, three records in, they are at the absolute top of their game. And so for a guy that's into metal like me, yeah, I'm not going to really love it because, you know, it's not heavy, you know, or whatever. But
0: I, I can't deny that this is probably their best album. Am I wrong, saying that Scars does not sound like Papa Roach? It sounds like they were sampling a Jacoby solo project, and that's what it would have sounded like had they gone in that direction. Actually, the Jacoby solo project was a post-hardcore band, believe it or not.
1: <laughs> uh, that was kind of interesting to find out that uh, right. Actually, it was it was right around this time. Uh, Jacoby went into the studio and recorded a um, I don't know if he recorded a full length album or not. I know they were recording but he was in a band called Fight the Sky that was a post hardcore band and they were I guess he was trying to just show off like the heavier side of his vocals you know and uh, so I I actually probably would have been kind of interested in hearing that but, uh, but I mean it they supposedly started recording in 2004, and either they're still recording, or more likely, they just uh, gave up on the project because, uh, you know, Papa Roach is probably a pretty intense full-time job, uh, especially especially in 2004. Um, but yeah, I don't think Scar sounds like uh, sounds like Papa Roach. Well, that's not true. It depends on what era of Papa Roach you're talking about, because. When we start getting into those like post 2010 records, uh yeah, it definitely sounds like them then. Two thousand and six. The Paramore sessions. Oh boy, not to be confused with the band uh Paramore. That <laughs> just, you know, they didn't they didn't sit down and, and record record an album with Paramore. They yeah. Just just, just letting you know. Just, you know, it's for your own uh early two thousands new metal
0: trope, by the way. Track two, alive. Give this band a point. Yeah, but this alive isn't as good as the
1: one that you've probably heard. It's alive and out of control, Joe. It's it's out of control. It's rebellious. It's into it. Uh, I was actually kind of surprised by this one whenever I first started playing it because uh, it starts off kind of like like old Papa Roach, you know, like it's 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 got the kind of like I'm never going to call what he's doing rapping, but uh, <laughs> it is, you know, the, the thing that he does that people would commonly associate with him rapping.
0: You know what it um, does sound like, though? Hmm. All those bands you said the original Papa Roach used to play shows with. Because when you start doing that punk-influenced hard rock with palm mutes and cha 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 that's a late 90s heavy thing. I can't call it thrash. I can't call it punk. I can't call it any of it's those aggressive, words aggressive hard rock because is really, yeah. yeah aggressive is the right word it's just something that those bands did and to hear papa roach go in that direction at a time when this is 2006 i don't need to repeat what was gaining popularity in 2006 but for me papa roach was not the band most people were listening to that's why this one snuck past me i didn't hear this for a good 10 years and i'm a little upset that i haven't heard it up until 6 years ago because this is way better than the last two albums in my opinion it's still papa roach doing their radio rock thing but the record is more entertaining the music is more entertaining everything about this has a better energy to my ears so this is kind of a double edged sword for me because
1: on one hand i think the record is is passably decent you know, you can kind of bob your head to it. And I've always been curious about what happened to these types of bands after I got into metalcore and basically just stopped listening to the radio. And, you know, uh, I was kind of like, whatever happened to all those guys? <laughs> you know, uh, part of why we do this show is so I can kind of get caught up on some things. You know, and this is something I didn't necessarily need to be caught up on. But, yeah, I was just always interested. Like, what happened to Papa Roach after, after Infest, right? Like, and... um. I was pleasantly surprised by the heaviness and aggression of this one. Um, but I also feel as the record goes on that the band kind of like is starting to a little bit lose their Papa Roachness. Like if if it, so, like if um let's say that if Infest is like their original sound, they're, they're kind of starting to move away from that uh, in, in a way that. The, the songs stop, like, they stop having their own recognizable sort of guitar tone. The a certain uh, There's a certain um, vibe that Papa Roach used to give off that isn't really on this record. They're kind of just starting to blend more with mainstream rock overall. But in my opinion, I think this is not the right way to go because they helped define mainstream rock just a few years ago. With their own personal brand of stuff, but now everything is getting so so like verse, chorus, verse. You know, it's 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 a little bit jarring uh, in in my opinion because I kind of thought this band sort of had their own um, their own sound, but like I don't know when you, when you get to a song like "What Do You Do," you're like, am I still listening to Papa Roach? I you know when I was a teenager, I wanted to also cut my life into pieces, and it was also my last resort. What happened to that band? That band's actually been gone for for a
0: little while now. They make an appearance every now and then, and 2009's Metamorphosis is not one of those times. <laughs> oh, also, real quick mention: uh, My heart is a fist, living
1: the dead life, because we gotta we gotta always have an opposite, positive, negative. But yeah, it's it's fine. Let's uh, let's morph. It's morphin' time.
0: So the record starts off, uh, you know, really quiet and it builds up with some clapping. I can hear that in the background. Uh, there's a cool snare roll going on. Um, the guitar is layering some rhythmic dissonant-esque chords. I feel like we're reminding everyone off the bat that we're still Papa Roach, but I'm worried that it's not going to pay off, Dan it's not gonna pay off great I mean they they did have Hollywood
1: horror on this one I remember that song uh having a video and seemed to have done relatively well for them uh but at this point they're starting to sort of embrace that like I don't even necessarily think this is like mainstream rock <laughs> it, like it's like it's starting to sound kind of like it's kind of starting to sound like 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 80s rock like does anybody else feel did like Jacobia you just is, call like,
0: Papa Roach a hair metal band
1: no, I didn't. I said 80s rock. <laughs> okay, I literally would have just said hair metal band if, if that's what I meant. No, I don't think it's that. I think I feel like Jacoby is channeling Axl Rose really hard on this record. And it's, it bothers me a little bit, uh, especially like songs like I Almost Told You That I Loved You. Tell me that doesn't sound like something Axl Rose would have wrote. And then listen to the vocals. Listen to the way that he enunciates
0: Is there a piano in this scenario? Not that I'm aware of. Well, you can't go full Axl Rose without a piano. You know that, right? I mean, I guess. (laughs) I I don't know. I hear alternative rock radio in 2009, if alternative rock radio is a thing that actually exists. It's that sound. You've heard this Papa Roach. You've been listening to this Papa Roach for at least the last 15 years. I feel like half this album eventually became the opening track for a WWE pay-per-view and or weekly television show? Because it did.
1: <laughs> See, I, I disagree I disagree with you. I don't think this is the same Papa Roach we've been hearing. It's kind of what I was hinting at on the last record. I feel like they're completely unrecognizable as Papa Roach here.
0: Like, I don't think they sound like themselves at all. Um, this like- is that weird time for me where Papa Roach sounds like that radio band with jacoby's voice other times it sounds like those three musicians and a guy who is jacoby more than 80 percent of the time so for me it all runs together i agree with you this one starts off different but it's all still there they're just mixing it a little bit differently
1: yeah this is just weird to me i i don't know i i did not really care for this one um if you want to see why I didn't care for this one, see our entire episode about uh, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> um, I just, I don't, that's just not my thing. And it's fine. They didn't write it for me. Um, but I am curious as to who they did write it for, <laughs> you know, specifically, you know. So just, you know, hit me up, Joe show gmail.com. Let me know uh, who it's for. And, um, you know, I, I just, I need to feel more of a connection to, you know, this music to like really feel like it's it's gonna affect me in 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 more of a, a more positive way. Because you've been talking about
0: positivity a lot here. And I'm not picking up on that. 2012, the connection, you're not gonna pick up on it here either. I don't think Papa Roach is the band for Dan for at least the past ten years. And I think this is the point in the discography where Papa Roach is trying to stay relevant. I don't blame the band for any of these negative things. They've got a producer. They've got somebody who makes sure that Papa Roach does what makes Papa Roach's money. And when I'm listening to this, I hear those decisions that found their way into mainstream popular music in 2012. We're trying to get the band that recorded in Fest to sound mainstream. We're motivating them to be mainstream. But we're not adapting mainstream to what they created. I hear that guy that Head talked about in his book, who sits in the corner of the studio, who's helping you write lyrics to your songs like it's a project and not something that an artist actually puts together as a feeling that they're trying to convey to the listener. This sounds put together. It's not the first time, but this is the point where it sounds like Papa Roach is being constructed as a product. This is where it really kicks in for me. I feel like Metamorphosis, you could say that was the band trying to change. Like they got a get out of jail free card from the label. We'll give you guys one shot, but we're not going to really let you go all the way. This is where we're pulling them back in And now we got to make money, guys. Yeah, I'm not sure how much money Papa Roach
1: was making in 2012. I mean, more money than me, obviously. But um, yeah, I don't know. This one is even somehow this record comes across as sounding more bland to me than uh, even than even Metamorphosis was, you know, Um, that record at least keeps its promise of its name that it does sound like a different Papa Roach. I don't actually think it sounds like Papa Roach at all. Although in my in in my opinion, I feel like the band was presented as a product as far back as Infest. Uh, it was just a different kind of product. One that just happened to appeal to guys like me and you a little bit more uh, than, than whatever this is. Um, but I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. And I, I apologize to any Papa Roach fan right now for what I'm about to say. But there are times on this record and the next one. Uh, where I'm not sure if I'm listening to Papa Roach or Skillet. Is it time? Uh, I mean, I guess I don't have anything else to say about this record. Like, it's just it has a cool cover. I like the skeleton with the headphones and his mind's being blown. So, like, I had very high expectations on hitting play. You know, I ignored the fact that you know, well, no, it doesn't even say Papa Roach on the cover, which probably would have taken away from it. Uh, but like, I don't know, man. Like. Where did where the song Where did the angels go? I'm getting hard skillet vibes on that, you know. Like, and and I, you know, yikes. I mean,
0: just hold your breath. It's 2015. I don't know if the album is supposed to be called Fear, but they put periods after each letter. So, throwback to new metal. Why don't we give this band another point? This record is not new metal. This record is not the weird place in the late 2000s, early 2010s, where Papa Roach was molded into this radio thing. They are still being pushed hard in all of the alternative rock stations at this time. But this is the first time in a while that the producer has a different set of tricks. It sounds like the engineers using the new formula for this band can't believe i'm saying this it sounds like papa roach is modern metal in 2015 and i like it a lot better than what we were getting for the past few records i i don't know man i this still just sounds like skillet to me oh like, it absolutely does
1: you are not never, wrong in that observation or that opinion ne- <laughs> never have to sit never have to say goodbye literally a co-worker came up behind me when i was listening to this and he was like oh is this a new skillet song and I was like, "No, it's Papa Roach," and they go, "Who's Papa Roach?" And so I think that that's like a little bit telling, because then of course I had to be like, you know, cut my life into pieces, and he's like, "That's that same band," and I guess that's you know, yeah, it's an outsider perspective, but like it is kind of how I feel about it. Like, um, I and I don't I don't hear the modern metal comparisons at all here. Uh, I, I don't all know. in the production.
0: Listen to the drums. Listen to the guitars. Listen to the layers. Listen to the melodic piano parts that accentuate the song accentuate the melody at times if anything doesn't sound modern metal on this it's Jacoby's voice because he has to sound like him right I don't think he sounds like him I don't think he sounded like him for a
1: while I like his his almost slightly like deeper like almost nasally shouting that he was doing you know back when the band first started that that sounded like Jacoby Shaddix to me this just sounds like whatever it needs to be, and I think that's kind of kind of my issue with it is that like it sounds it sounds so similar to the last album that like if if I'm listening to them in a playlist, I don't know where the last one stopped and this one began. Now I'm not a production guy like Joe is, so I'm not going to hear that, you know, I'm not going to hear the, the the crossover. But like I absolutely couldn't find anything on this record to latch back onto. I just, the band has just been trying to recapture their popularity because I'm, and I don't know this, but I, I feel like during these years, the times between possibly 2006 all the way up to 2015, I bet this band was still charting, but probably
0: not in the US. I think it's interesting that you and I have an equal number of positive and negative feelings on these albums but it sounds like we have a rubber band that we're pulling against each other. Like, no, I found this thing that's wrong. No, I found this thing that's wrong. I think people were eating this up because I've heard all the songs on fear during a random Pandora shuffle sometime in the last seven years. And I remember more than once looking down saying, that's Papa Roach? That's that band? I'm not amazed that they sound like this because I saw this coming years ago I'm surprised that they're putting out this much new music every couple years it really does feel like a production schedule a job it sounds like a contract is being fulfilled but this band is making money and I don't think there's a time where Papa Roach really stopped making money they're still selling tickets they're still one of the biggest bands on the card if they're not headlining the show. The most shocking thing for me to see in the 2010s was Jacoby happy on stage because I remember when his thing was not looking happy. And I don't know if that was sincere or if that was a new lead vocalist who was getting used to the stage, but it's very strange to see someone that happy, sing those Infest songs. It makes me agree with Dan. It feels less sincere to me. Now it's been a decade or more since those songs were written. So you can't say he's in the same place mentally, but that Papa Roach formula has not changed. We're still getting that sound. It just sounds different because we have a different production toolbox. It has to sound like this if we're going to play it on the radio next to that other thing that sounds like this. It's like Papa Roach begat Skillet and Skillet begat everybody. Well, I was just going to say that if if the band sounds like Skillet, it's
1: more likely that Skillet sounds like this, <laughs> you know, more so. Uh just if you, if you look at how long Papa Roach has been around. Don't get me wrong, Skillet's been around for a very long time as well, but they did not always sound like they sound now. Uh, much like Papa Roach. And um, yeah, this era of the band was, was the hardest for me to get through uh, when I was listening to it because it was just album after album of verse, chorus, verse. Every now and again, they'd pull out something really cool, but for the most part, it was just business as usual just adding 10 more songs to the to the hard rock Canon of verse chorus verse songs with a guy that has a slightly gravelly voice singing over it um you know somebody even asked me they're, they're like oh well I mean it's not as bad as Nickelback I would argue that Nickelback is more memorable and and has their own distinct identity that they've stuck with to a fault this entire time. Uh, Whereas I feel I I have more respect for a band like Nickelback that sticks to their guns. Even if their guns sounded like this, their guns sounded like this day one, (laughs) you know, and they've stuck to it and innovated in their own way. Um, I may not be a Nickelback fan, but like I I don't get the hate. The band absolutely does what it says on the cover that they're going to do, you know. Uh, with, with Papa Roach, I feel like when you buy, if it's 2015 and you buy a Papa Roach album, it's because you haven't heard one since infest and you just remember liking it and you, you listen to it and you're like, Oh, Oh, okay. And I think, I think once we roll around to 2017, they start
0: to realize that's the people that are buying their records too. Crooked teeth. I started off very worried. And you know why. How many layers of Jacoby does it take to make Papa Roach sound like a modern metal band in the first five minutes of the album? The answer is, how many you got? It's a thing that I pick on because it's so tropey and it became so tropey. But in 2017, it wasn't as tropey. This was the last production thing that got added to the modern metal toolbox. This feels a little more serious, a little more classic Papa Roach, but don't get me wrong. It still sounds like Papa Roach from Fear. We're not going to get a surprising turnaround to Between Angels and Insects Part 2, but we are going to let the band and Jacoby be a little more aggressive on this one. Not too aggressive because then people on the radio won't like it, right?
1: Well, I think this one's really interesting actually. I kind of I kind of perked up after almost crawling under a bed and passing away after listening to the last three or four records. <laughs> this this one this one I kind of perked up for a little bit more. And the reason for it number one is holy crap it sounds different. Uh and it sounds different in a couple of different ways. One, uh, I feel like that's a little Papa Roach lyric. It's different in different ways. Uh, (laughs) But like what I hear is them realizing that the last album that a lot of people have heard by Papa Roach, at least in the U.S., uh, was was in Fest. Right. So you get a little bit of there. There's actual like sort of like new metal tuning going on here. There's there's heavier riffs. Uh, Jacoby is more aggressive as a vocalist. Uh, but there's also a lot more hip hop influence on this than there ever has been before. And a lot of like modern pop elements thrown in too. see, this is still the band that wrote those pop rock albums that they've been doing. And so there are elements of that. Um, I will not accuse them of being a band that writes bad choruses. They write very good choruses most of the time. Um, like a machine. They just, they can just pull it off. Um, But yeah, so you've got the whoa, whoa, which I know is Joe's favorite thing in the entire world (laughs) uh, right in the right in the first song, you know, Uh, and it's yeah, it's 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 a it's a choir of Jacoby's going, whoa, whoa. Um, But then you get into you get into the song Crooked Teeth and that sounds like classic uh, Papa Roach, you know, like we're kind of. We're kind of back to that. You've got the driving rhythm. You've got the heavier riffs. You've got Jacoby sounding more like himself than he has in four albums. And it sounds really good. I'm actually into it uh, a little bit. Uh, Like, I could could see it. But, man, there is a lot of hip-hop influence on this record. And that's not going away. That's part of their sound now. It was sort of part of their sound back in Infest days. But it wasn't like it is here. This is something totally different. Um, they did a they did a song called "Sunrise Trailer Park" with Machine Gun Kelly back in 2017 when that would have still been considered cool. And um, you know, it's wow, actually dude. a it's actually a fairly uh, it's a fairly interesting song actually. Um, but yeah, this is this is where they totally totally changed it up. And you know they did because they put the dead they put the dead uh, cockroach on the cover, right? And I think honestly, this might be just Papa Roach making all the decisions behind the behind the veil this time. Like I think this is this is Papa Roach like actually being allowed to do whatever they want. And uh, it's a little unfocused. There's a lot of weird stuff on it, a lot of auto tune, but it's interesting. It's actually interesting to listen to because you're not totally sure what they're gonna do next. And uh, but you also still get those choruses that you love. So if you're a huge fan of the last few albums. It's like, oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, they're they're back to you know, uh, they're back to doing those great choruses. But then there's all this other stuff. Um, Isn't an attempt to be relevant probably, but it's also an attempt to cash in on nostalgia, which is not the worst decision that
0: bands can make this late into their career. We've been extremely negative so far, not without good reason. But if there is a point in the discography where Papa Roach starts moving uphill, I think fear is that record, but we can both agree that Crooked Teeth is a definitive step up. Whether it's nostalgia, songwriting, creative decisions, okay, we've done our Radio Rock 6 album run, and now we're going to do something that's more what we want to do. Whatever the reason is, it's 2017, and most people are ready to admit that those things they liked when they were younger were actually cool and never really stopped being cool. This is not new metal, but I could see a new metal fan getting very nostalgic listening to this album. And it's for the hip hop reasons. It's for the groove in the drums reasons. Papa Roach is, I don't want to say they're back in full form because they have a form and it's the radio single but for the die-hard, old-school fans, for people that bought Infest and didn't stop listening to it, you can get back on the train now. It's not perfect, but you can get back on the train now.
1: You can because in typical Papa Roach fashion, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna milk this new thing that they're doing for all that it's worth. You know who did this better than Papa Roach? Islander. We need to talk. We need to talk about Islander on Patreon.
0: I, I think we can make that work. That's a right. uh, that's a thing that's gonna happen. Spoilers if it already happened. Subscribe to Patreon, one dollar. Get you to that exclusive album review feed. More than one dollar. Well, there's just more perks. Yeah, we can't be bothered to look at a calendar. So hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, this was
1: clever, and you know, you guys uh, haven't heard our review of How- Islander yet.
0: 2019. I have a question, Dan. Yeah, what's up, buddy? Who do you trust? Um. Well, Zayo, you can only, I mean, you
1: can really only trust yourself in like the first five Zayo albums, right? But what about the most
0: recent albums? Yeah. Oh yeah. hundred percent. 10 out of 10. I trust Papa Roach to put out an album that is so saturated with radio singles that I'm going to listen to it once and say, that's fine. And if it comes up on a shuffle, I might let it go, but I'm not going to buy that album Remember all that stuff we said about Crooked Teeth? Who do you trust? I trust Papa Roach to release a carbon copy of that record. I (laughs) dare say they recorded all of this at exactly the same time in the same studio with the same staff. And this is just the next batch. And props to them if that's what they did, because that is so fucking clever. Well, I mean, Joe, I mean... It,
1: this is the start of the ending. I mean, it's it's a positive, it's negative, you know, it's the two things that don't mean the same thing, but you're going to use, like, they're part of the same sentence. It's the most Papa Roach thing ever, you know? Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, this is the last record. Uh, it's a few minutes longer than the other one. Um, so much hip-hop influence. Um, so many just, like, straight, like, sort of sort of rap uh Okay, I can't call it, I just can't good conscience call it rap. Um so I'm just going to keep saying R&B influence. How about that? How about, how about rap influence? We'll just say that, right? That is the um, most
0: correct statement.
1: It's interesting hearing it's interesting hearing uh Papa Roach in 2019 still playing sort of rap rock. You know? Uh but it's not. Like and I actually I actually like sort of his um like the on the title track Who Do You Trust? I like his, like, smoother, like, cleaner vocal with the little bit of the, like, electronic auto-tune sound to it. It sounds very modern, but it also sounds a lot like we're trying to pander to a new audience because that's all this band does is try to find what the new thing is and kind of jump onto it and do it the best that they can. That's, again, the most Papa Roach thing ever. Um, But yeah, I mean... I I really enjoyed Crooked Teeth because it was kind of a shorter album. It was like 30 minutes long. It was in and out. It presented all of these ideas of like, this is the kind of thing we're going to do. But it's sort of just like a a journey from parts of songs to parts of songs. All right, guys, here's the slow melodic intro. Okay, now we're going to throw in a little bit of a rap section. And then you know we're going to follow it up with the cleanest, smoothest Papa Roach chorus you've ever heard in your life you know, and then we're going to go back into the rep. You know, it starts, it, it's like, it's like the last album was just kind of this weird birthing pain for them to get where they're at now, because that one wasn't perfect. Whereas I feel like they went through a lot of trouble to sort of make this sound perfect. But I think one of the issues I have with it is as we keep going with these later Papa Roach records, this is starting to just sound like Jacoby and less like Papa Roach if that makes sense. Like, I don't hear a lot of the band
0: going on with this. Is this a bad time to tell you that Papa Roach put out another album two weeks ago? We're not done. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not surprised.
1: I'm not surprised that this is absolutely... I I did listen to this.
0: Uh, (laughs) I listened to all 14 songs of
1: it, all 43
0: minutes. 2022. One month ago... From the release of this episode, approximately two weeks ago from the recording, Dan and I got a little more work to do and Ego Trip in 2022. I don't know how to feel good about this album. It sounds a little more classic Papa Roach at times. It sounds a little more getting away with murder at times. It's definitely modern, but... It's not modern sounding. If this is the new decade of rock from Papa Roach, I'm kind of okay with it. But just like Panic! At The Disco stopped sounding like a band a long time ago, I agree with Dan. This is the first or second time it really just sounds like Jacoby doing his Papa Roach thing, because that guy shows up everywhere on everything. I wonder where his love of music really is, because he shows up in so much hip-hop, it's not even funny. He even did vocals for The Who on a remix of one of their songs. You should check that out. It's the most metal thing you've heard Jacoby do in a long time. But this is hard rock, heavy Papa Roach. I want to meet the person who has bought all 14 albums, because I have not. I have not listened to all 14 albums prior to this week and I don't like all 14 albums, but I like where Papa Roach is today more than I like where they spent the last 15 years. I don't
1: I don't think this sounds like classic Papa Roach at all. If that's even a thing, like they've been around so long now that like you could be talking about any era of the band and describe it as classic Papa Roach. But again, I don't really hear the
0: band here. It, like, you remember Feel These Dreams? No. You don't remember Feel These Dreams. I refuse to remember Feel These Dreams in a competent way that All I can right. discuss well, it can't. on this podcast.
1: <laughs> well, you can't recall what you don't remember, right? That's off of uh Pop Roach's uh, Always Wandering. So, you know, keep that keep that around keep that in your brain that they still he still got that consistency lyrically you can't recall what I don't remember it's it's a factual statement you can't you can't argue with it right it's rock solid anyway uh yeah this is just I mean I don't even know what this is man this is this like I I was kind of behind it when they were adding like a little bit more hip-hop influence into their sound but like it, this is just so completely off the rails and unrecognizable as Papa Roach that I don't even know. What to do with it? Like I feel like they, I feel like the, the ideal was to release all of these songs onto SoundCloud. You know that like it, it was like that they're aiming for like that.
0: You're that right. Demographic. This I mean, sounds like three years ago. Put every track out on SoundCloud. Yeah. There is a disjointedness to this album. It's just weird. But then like you have songs like "Leave a Light
1: On," which sound more like i don't know is there even a genre for this like like adult contemporary maybe like i they're striking out in so many different like they're striking into so many different territories that i honestly have whiplash trying to keep up with it and like normally i like stuff like this like not not stuff specifically like this but like i like the unpredictability of it but now that they've given us three albums of it I kind of thought that they'd be done after doing like two of them like this, but here here it is where it's like, do we want rock fans to like us? Do we want rap fans to like us? Do we want new metal fans to like us? Do we want trap fans to like us? And that really honestly, and this is my final thought, like really sums up what Papa Roach has been about this entire time even since Infest is We want to appeal to as many different demographics as we possibly can as quickly as we can so we can rake in that cash. And they did that all the way back in 2000, all the way until 2022. We're in almost a quarter century. And for that guys, mission
0: accomplished. I salute you. I think everyone loves the idea of Papa Roach being this heavy, energy-driven band that reminds you of all your nostalgic feelings from high school. There was a time where this band was presented as that new metal band, that hard rock band. They were heavier. They were more groove-driven. They were intense. But they've always been appealing. And the longer we go on the more appealing they are because the popular taste of music has been morphed into what this band has done for the majority of their discography, that radio rock sound. It's hard to call it hard rock when I'm listening to stand up and that's what's on the stereo right now. So the band that you remember, those people still have a job And they've been successful, but it's not metal. And there's so much of it that I really don't like. I wonder if we're just missing something. And I don't think we are. I'd love to hear from Lauren Kozlowski and the Roach Coach on this band. If I've missed everything, if I've missed out on everything for the past 20 years, please tell me. Because what I'm hearing, it's not for me. Damn, what's your album of the week? So,
1: I, I kind of forced my coworkers to listen to Papa Roach with me uh, throughout throughout the week. They were just as sick of it as I was. And somebody's like, you know, "But, but, but one of my one of my good friends, uh, shout out to Matt, uh, who sits right next to me when we work." Uh, he asked me like, "Okay, if you don't like Infest, you know, what's a record from around that time that you think is better, or does what they were trying to do on Infest better than in?" than Papa Roach did on Infest. Uh, So we took a break for a palate cleanser and we listened to Anthology by Alien Ant Farm, which is also a album that came out around, you know, came out, it came out in 2001, but it came out around the time that Papa Roach was popular with Infest. And what you have with Alien Ant Farm is also a band that gets categorized as new metal, but is not actually a new metal band they're more of an alternative rock hard rock kind of band and um absolutely the the vocalist of alien ant farm writes very intense soft and sometimes weird but highly emotional lyrics about a variety of topics about a variety of specific topics he delivers emotionally the songs are strong they appeal to a lot of people and i feel like anthology is a just absolute stronger record uh, than, than Infest. And I think it's great that they're both bug records, you know, uh, in their own way. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, that's the first thing I went to when somebody was asking me, like, why why do you not like Infest? And I'm like, because I like Alien Ant far more. I think they did it better by doing it differently.
0: For me, I found a band. Stop me if you've heard this one. My album of the week is Born of the Bomb, by Lich King. Oh man. So our buddy Mike that was on uh that was on
1: Disgust Metal Live last month. Dude, I'm not even kidding. I'm sitting there at work, probably listening to Zao, let's be real. Uh it was during my it was during my vacation. So um he walks in and he's like, dude, you need to go listen to that new Lich King record. I'm like I'm like, I'm not listening to that, I'm gonna listen to Zayo and he's like, No, trust me, you need to listen to this Lich King record.
0: I, I haven't listened to it yet, but I but I'm I, I feel like I have to now. If there's a new album in the last five years, I'm not aware. But this one came out in 2012, and if you read the band's mission statement, we wanted to create old-school thrash, they succeeded. If I had complete, singular control of the schedule, I would be penciling this band in. What does that tell you? I mean, you know, we we
1: definitely could. Okay, so the (laughs) Lich King the lich king album that he what was the album that he told me to listen to because that one born of the bomb was from 2012 right right apparently i need to catch up on my lich king there seems to be a lot of records should probably start listening now because eventually we're gonna have to do that so there we go thank you guys so much for listening to this episode i'm very thankful for you guys for sticking with us through the new metal month i know this isn't everybody's cup of tea and uh i do want to say to anybody that's a massive papa roach fan um you know uh, we did not go into this attempting to be negative or to to tear the band apart or or anything like that um just keep keep in mind uh before you comment that you know this is just our opinion and, and and we're allowed to have it just like you're allowed to have yours and uh that you know we we definitely appreciate civil discussion on these topics So uh, if you want to get into a civil discussion, I'm totally up for that. (laughs) Also notable, is this the first time Joe has not told everybody to listen to the band in his final thoughts? It happened. Seriously, go back and listen to like all 200 and whatever episodes. And yeah, he almost is always like, yeah, so you should be listening to such and such band. I'm sure it's happened before, but I can't think of a time in
0: recent memory. Well, thank you to the listener for listening to this podcast this was not a fun one for me but stay tuned next week is going to be a lot more fun and i'm going to get us there as quickly as i possibly can take us out dft
1: thank you guys so
0: much for listening
1: to this episode of discography
0: discussion thank you
1: for listening and subscribing if you would like to reach out to us to give us band suggestions or to have a civil discussion, you can send us an email at show at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash discography discussion. You can find us on Twitter at Discuss Metal and on Instagram at Discuss Metal. You can find us on Discord. We have our very own Discord server dedicated to this podcast. There'll be a link in the show notes that'll take you right there. If you would like to sponsor an episode of this podcast, please again send us an email at show at gmail.com and we will see what we have to offer for you. We've got some really exciting things coming up. Make sure to stay tuned and don't change the channel.
0: And on that note, this has been episode 272 of Discography Discussion. Thank you for listening. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Discuss Metal. Subscribe to our podcast everywhere you listen to podcasts, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Stitcher. Visit DiscussMetal.com for all things discography discussion. And please, send questions and comments to Show at gmail.com. If you are not a patron, you can become one at patreon.com forward slash DiscussMetal. We have some sweet perks. Scrooge McDuckin' through your money. $1 a month gets you into that exclusive album review feed. Change the tunnel, and I'll break your fingers. Right now!